everybody. Welcome back to Tom Girl, where we talk all things sports, entertainment, fashion, and adventure. And today, we have founder and force behind Movie Bar Productions, Esther Turan. And she'll talk about her current projects and how she's creating opportunities for women in Hollywood. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tom Girl for another Tom Girl Tuesday. I'm your host, JJ Jurgens, And Esther, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Great to be here. Yay. Um, you, like, you have so many different projects going on. And you're also, let's start actually out by, you're fairly new to Hollywood. You're only like a year here or so now? Yes, I believe it's a year and a half. Yes, I moved here from Europe. We were talking about the weather when you came in. So what are you thinking about all this rain that we're having in well, <laughs> sunny Southern California? Exactly. Like, what's happening in Southern California? It's a bit depressing. <laughs> it reminds me of home, though. And I like to be depressed, so it's it's fine. So it works for your projects. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about your home and where you come from. Okay, so I'm from Hungary, which is a small country in Central, Central Eastern Europe. Uh, I'm a film producer, and I'm also a director. And it was always my dream, even as a child, to make it in Hollywood and to come here. So no, no matter what I do in Europe, but it's so exciting to be here. What was it that made you like make that jump to come over here? I just felt that uh, our production company, Movie Bar Productions, is known in Europe in a way, and I just, I always search for more and more uh, uh, advantages in my life Mm -hmm. and challenges, so I just felt that this is the time and I'm confident enough in what I do and I have enough experience, and there were so many exciting projects with some American involvement, so I just felt that this is the right time for me to make this move. Mm -hmm. What kind of um, processes did you go through, like getting ready and transitioning with that move? Um, what, what do you mean? Like, um, just, like, finding a place out here, you know, moving your company, like, what kind of, like, decisions or, you know, challenges did you go through? Yeah, well, I'm still very much connected to Europe because the headquarter of, of our company is in Budapest and I go back and forth for shoots and for projects. Mm-hmm. So I sort of have, like, a double life. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was... I, I kind of knew where I don't want to be in L.A. because it's so widespread and I didn't want to be like hours for just just driving in the car. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew the location where where I wanted to be and I just arranged everything surrounded by that close uh, area. Yeah. What was the area that you chose? I mean, it's uh, close to Beverly Hills, close to West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's close to everything, close to Culver City. Yeah. It's a central, very central spot. Yeah, that's that's great. Can get you less time in the car. Um, let's talk about some of your projects that sure. you have. You have so many, and I know one of them we have up here is the Field Guide to Evil. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about that project? Yes, it's my pleasure to talk about it. So <laughs> we have a North American opening on the 29th of March. It's a horror anthology. Uh, eight directors teamed up from all over the world to create this feature film. Uh, every director chose a folk tale from his, from his or from her country, which has horror elements. And it's pretty dark, I mean, you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a huge horror fan, but I really like the idea of showing subconsciousness and um, dark side of, of folk stories. I, mm-hmm. really, I really like this idea because I think that there is a meaning why you use horror elements. You ju- you, you're not just entertaining, but you're actually 
saying things with with showing deep deeper subconsciousness of of certain countries mm-hmm. so how did you get the eight different directors involved or decide on which ones would be involved uh, it's a good question uh, actually uh, I entered to the project slightly later when my director whose name is Peter Strickland and he's a he's a British director he was already chosen and since he has a Hungarian wife he chose a Hungarian Transylvanian folk story so that's mm-hmm. how I entered to the picture gotcha. because they wanted me and they wanted us to produce it yeah what kind of things uh just because we're talking about horror films uh what kind of things scare you it's a good question <laughs> uh sometimes I dream about not passing my A-levels and I'm being serious. Not passing your what? <laughs> My A-level tests. What are A-level tests? Uh, math. Like I'm, oh, okay, I'm, af- okay. I'm afraid of not being able to pass my math <laughs> tests. No, but yeah, that's that's one thing that still scares me. Yeah, no matter how old I am, because you're the creative brain, right? I am, and it's funny because very ironic because actually my granddad is a pretty known mathematician. So, but still. I'm scared. So, Granddad's a mathematician, and didn't I hear your family was also involved in entertainment, though, as yes, well? Your parents, correct. or mm-hmm. my dad and my aunt. My dad is a playwright, and my aunt is an actress. So, I kind of grew up in that theatrical background. Mm-hmm. You got the the bug from them to get involved in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. What was kind of your process in becoming a you know choosing the route to become a producer and director? So, I was very much into acting when I was in high school. And I took seriously some acting classes. Um, And then, I think it's also because of my aunt, I just realized that it's very difficult to be a woman in in this industry. And I realized that it's especially very difficult being an actress because Mm -hmm. you, you, you are depending on so many other people. And I just, um, I think I'm much, much more selfish and I realized it at a, at a very early stage that I want to be in control and I want to create uh, and I want to create opportunities and I want to create and I'm, I want to control and, and I want to do my own thing. So back then I didn't know that I'm going to be a producer, but I, 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 uh, I chose a different path and I went, um, I went on studying uh, directing and then from, from, from that stage, I jumped and I became a producer. And who were some of maybe the earlier people that you worked on? Did you have mentors or how did you get your career really to, to take off? It's a, it's a good question. Uh, so first of all, my mentor was my dad and my aunt and, you know, just what I learned from them and from their friends. And uh, it's, pre- it's pretty, it's pretty amazing, my, my childhood, how, how I saw all those amazing actors. And also um, when I was little... Uh, it was still a different regime because it wasn't democracy. It was still socialism in a way. And all those people with their art, they sort of like rebelled against something in a way. So it was very um, interesting, interesting times and interesting period and interesting people. And then I was still in elementary school when the regime changed and sort of we became democracy, our country. But anyways, uh, when I was in film school, uh, after my freshman year, one of our professors asked us who speaks English and who wants to volunteer in, a, in an American movie. And obviously, I raised mm-hmm. my hand. So I was 20. Uh, after freshman year, serving coffee for actors like Sir Ben Kingsley or mm-hmm. Patrick Dempsey, 
and that was you know quite a life-changing experience just to be on an American shoot and just to see how they work mm -hmm. um, that was a, a very important moment in my life mm -hmm. and then when did you decide to create movie bar productions so I finished film school and I didn't know what I want to do um, but then all of a sudden I realized I just I should um, jump into producing and I have so many things to say and I should team up with other people and freshly out of film school I decided I don't know how I had the courage but I mm -hmm. decided that I'm gonna I'm gonna establish movie bar and my own production company yeah you're just fearless and went for it huh yeah yes <laughs> I think so yeah. and what have been some of the uh, challenges that you face with your company or you know along the way that maybe you didn't see coming yeah um so I teamed up with another female uh, um, a producer she was back then um, one of the best production managers of our country and um um so it's two young women all of a sudden out in the market let's produce <laughs> uh so the first challenge was um uh, fighting for um fighting for um, us taking seriously, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I, I always had this problem at the beginning that I am in my early, mid-20s, and men especially don't take us seriously enough as producers, I guess. So I always needed to fight and show um, just extra everything to get this mm -hmm. sort of like the seriousness or to get the right treatment. But it, it changed, it changed. Um, yeah, so that was yeah. the first challenge, I think, that we needed to face. How did you make that change? Like, through your work ethic or what you showed them? Or, or how, what would you say are some of the keys to shifting that mentality that they have out there? Um, it's a good point. I think that you have to believe in yourself, and when you just start something, then you have a lack of confidence in yourself, right? So mm -hmm. I think that what, what helped us, and this is something that I can pass on to other women, that you should relax because with time and with experience the confidence will come and then you can overcome so many things that you're mm -hmm. insecure about at, at an early stage so I really think that personally me time helped and experience and how I gained confidence in what I do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when I, it helps when you have we talked about one of your projects but you have so many others as well and we pulled a few more pictures of those um, I might pronounce this wrong is it Elden Ligor? That is it? it's funny it's the Swedish uh, title for that it's in, in English it's called Swoon mm, and okay. this is a Swedish feature film that I just recently co-produced and I just got back from Stockholm and believe me the weather is, is harsher in Stockholm <laughs> than in Southern California so no complaints mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about the, the rain today <laughs> You'll deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then tell me more about the, the about Swoon and working in the project. So um, it's an honor. I, I was very honored uh, uh, being part of it. Uh, our directors, there is a director duo, Bjornstein and Mons Marlind, they are, they are called, two Swedish directors. Uh, they are known also in the U.S. because uh, they directed uh, Midnight Sun, for instance, mm. which is known here, or they are the creators of F FX's The Bridge TV series. Mm -hmm. So this is their latest feature film, and it's about uh, two families uh, in the 1940s, two Swedish families in the 1940s, and they both own amusement parks, 
and the son of one of the families and the daughter of the other family, they fell in love and the two, two, two amusement parks become one. And hmm. it's a very sweet and very cute romantic story. And we needed to build an entire 1940s amusement park wow. in Budapest in a back lot. And we created, we recreated parts of Stockholm in Hungary. Hmm. Wow. So it was quite an undertaking. Yes. This one. And, and we have some um, stars in the movie. We have Zara Larsson, a mm. pop, pop star. She's actually coming to L.A. Uh, um, not too long. I, th I think in, in a mm. couple of months. Um, we, we use an ABBA song in the, in the film, mm. and some of the biggest names in Sweden are, are taking mm -hmm. parts in the movie. I've watched um, clips of your trailers and such for your projects, and they're, they're all just so beautiful and, like, just... Thank you. Yeah, just really emotional. Like, how would you describe... I know it's maybe different than the horror one, but in general, kind of the, the things that you work on and the, the look that you go for. Uh, it's a good question. I think um, we are very much into um, details. Our department is a, is, a, is, a, is a very important thing for us. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, people who come to work with us or people who come to shoot in Hungary, they are interested in you know, heavy sets and our department and production design and details and styling. And we have it all and we can recreate mm -hmm. amazing things for less. So... That's one of the reasons. What one of the reasons why people come to to shoot with us? Now, what's your? Would you like to um, do more projects here, or also maybe develop more projects here and then take them back and shoot there? What, what what's your thinking on that? So I do both. I attract productions from here, not only to Hungary but to Europe through mm -hmm. us because we have so many sister companies and connections, and we can help and we can, uh, you know, hold an American filmmaker's hand and just you know, assist in whatever is needed. But my other dream is, and actually I'm, I'm working on that, is to develop my own content in the United States and to mm -hmm. team up with American filmmakers, and it's actually happening. So I have quite a few projects in, in different stages where I want to create things here, not mm -hmm. necessarily being shot in Hungary, but just being involved creatively in a lot of things that are important for me. I know one thing that is important for you was creating more opportunities for females in Hollywood. What are some ways that you're creating those type of opportunities? So I really think in general that it's so important, these, these changes that are happening right now in our industry, and it, it was just about time. Mm -hmm. um, so even before this Me Too movement and even before this change, I naturally felt the urge, and as I said, I teamed up with another female producer mm -hmm and we formed a company that's, that's, that's run by females and also the people who are working around us, most of them are women. And I also teamed up with another female director and we started a documentary series. So I do have this, this need in me because I think it's a little bit different working with women mm -hmm. in a way. I think we understand more each other from half words, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm working with talented people no matter their gender mm -hmm. uh, and also in Hollywood I just want to be sort of like maybe a bridge for American female filmmakers um, how to team up with European female filmmakers I mm -hmm. think it would be just a nice very nice flow mm -hmm. I also love the fact when and this is also our case when female filmmakers team up and they portray something that's very masculine 
I think it's also super interesting. Mm -hmm. So in our documentary series that I'm directing, uh, we are portraying, for instance, musical subcultures, which are pretty masculine in a way. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I do it with another woman. Mm -hmm. And now I'm Love working that. and now I'm working on a feature film and I might do an American version for that where the, 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 the lead, the main character is a woman but I'm writing it with other women and the cinematographer might be a woman and the some of the producers are. So it's just nice mm -hmm. to talk to a female audience about female characters and team up with other female filmmakers. Yeah. I love that you're tackling doing th things that you say are like or like normally thought of as being stereotypically male. I'm assuming like you have the uh, your um, documentary, one of the uh, genres you focus on is hip hop. Yes. Right. Is that, was that for that series? You're yes, talking about yes, you with the female. Yes, yeah. Yes. So I love that you. Yeah. Like you're you're busting down those doors that you might not think that two females may be producing a documentary about that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and it, it was also difficult to approach those people. Oh, what can what can mm -hmm. two chicks know about underground hip hop? Mm -hmm. Let's see. And the way you cut that, at least from what I saw from the, the trailer, too, it is edgy and it's not, you know, it doesn't have a, like a soft female, oh, no. like, edge to it, right? Not at all. Yeah. But we maybe touch different topics than if two men would team up, they would touch. Like, for mm -hmm. instance, we talk about female MCs or female involvement mm -hmm. and minorities, et cetera, et cetera. What is that? Is there a, a voice that you like to bring, like as a female, like a different sort of like female voice to projects that you work on? If there's a different voice? Yeah, I mean, is there, is there, I guess, let me reword that. Is there, sometimes do you think you can take a different angle maybe on, on a certain project to that um, you might be able to bring out something of that that maybe a male counterpart wouldn't, wouldn't be able to see? I really think so. I really do think so. I really, I really think so. In every, in every project that I do, I'm trying to. I, I, I don't even think that I could e escape that. I mean, I do have this female approach to mm -hmm. to everything. And yeah, I wasn't thinking about it, but yeah, it's it's everywhere. It's in every project that I that I deal with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I more believe in uh, the way how I choose topics that are interesting for me. That in that sense you can you can feel that I'm that I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, for instance, when we talk about subcultures, a man could have easily chosen those topics too. But we have a different approach. So it yeah it it depends. Yeah, yeah. Different ways of just bring it all out together. Um, how, what have been some of the ways that you? I know we, I think we had a picture. It might be number eight in there, Andrew. Um, of were you guys like at South? Was that is that your partner? Or is it somebody else? No, no, else? that's someone else who was also involved in the Field Guide to Evil um, gotcha. horror anthology. And yeah, um, exactly, exactly a year ago, we were at South by Southwest, mm -hmm. and that's where our premiere was, which mm -hmm. was very exciting. What have been some of, like, yeah, how was that experience? And what have been some of the other events that you've gone to to try to, to grow your business and get your films out there? I feel really lucky that we could open at South by Southwest. And also, in terms of timing, it just it's just unbelievable that a couple of months after I moved to the U.S., I had the chance and the opportunity to go to South by Southwest yeah. with one of with one of my movies. Uh, that was the first time when I gave interviews in English. Hmm. So even from that practical point of view, it was a challenge and it mm -hmm. was fun. 
Um, I wasn't sure how am I going to handle that, but it, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the only thing that was a bit sad is that I wanted to attend on some of the happenings and I couldn't because we were <laughs> so busy with press yeah. and promoting our movie. But it was so much fun. Yeah, I've, heard, I've never been there, but I've heard it's just such an amazing, amazing event. Congratulations for being there right out of the gate like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, there was also, I pulled a shot up, you did a collaboration. Was this a collaboration with Nikon? Yes, it's uh, it, it's actually um, so we started out um, our company, our production company, as a production company for TV commercials, and we still do quite high end stuff. Mm-hmm. We just finished actually a Pantene uh, campaign mm-hmm. from from the United States, so I happened to make the link <laughs> from here. You know, uh-huh. I, I attracted the the entire campaign to there. Uh, and yeah, this Nikon campaign, we did it, um, I think, six months ago or seven months ago, and it's not out yet, so I'm mm-hmm. not allowed to tell a lot of details okay. about it, <laughs> but it's going to be, it's going to be, a, we did a documentary on a, on a photographer mm-hmm. um, who, who is one of the faces of Nikon, and we also shot, you know, a TV ad. Mm-hmm. It's a nice project. So it's great. You have such a wide range of, of projects that you work on. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I, I don't yeah. want to be bored, so yeah. I need a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything. Yeah. But I have a fantastic crew, so it's not me on mm-hmm. my own, but wonderful people. My partner, Vicky, her name is Vicky mm-hmm. Trapper, back in Hungary. So it's really great that, you know, I have her and I have other wonderful people. We have a man production manager, <laughs> line producer, actually. Mm-hmm. So we have, obviously, we have men in our in our team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have other fantastic people what do you love most about your job to dream mm. to dream just to wake up with an idea and then go all the way through and no matter what it takes to execute it mm-hmm. and to follow the dream I think that's what I love the most mm-hmm. and where do you get that drive from like what pushes you wow that's an interesting question mm-hmm. um I just always felt the need, you know, to tell people things that are interesting for me. And I just always wanted them to, 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 sh- to share those things with me, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that, that's, I, I, I always wanted to have causes. Like, for, inza- for example, it's, 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 it, let's uh, think about the documentary series that I direct. For me, it's an important thing to talk about my past, how I was as a teenager, how I was connected to certain subcultures, how I was raised in Central Europe, why I was attracted to all those subcultures and what they, what, what those things g- give to me mm-hmm. and to others. So it's a cause for me. And when mm-hmm. I can share it with others, then that's the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you like watching, like when you see yourself screen, like watching the faces and the reactions from the audience? Yeah, I mean, especially when, for instance, you have a premiere and the people are involved who were part of somehow the project or the scene or, and then to see their reaction, it's also mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just to get any feedbacks, we recently uh, won a, an award in Hungary for our documentary. And Congratulations. I, thank you. So <laughs> I, it's also a new thing for me because I haven't, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't uh, got that much awards in my life. And when you get such a positive feedback, then it's the best. Yeah. And then it's just the beginning. 
<laughs> more so, awards. I have a you. feeling to come. Thanks. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We do a we have a new segment here at Tom Girl. Um, it's called the Tom Girl Timeout, and each week we're gonna throw throw maybe a few photos we found on Instagram or some stuff we might see in the news of just some Tom Girl moments from some fun folks throughout the week. So this one right here, you may not recognize him from the back, but you do know him. It is Chris Paul. CP3 posted this on his Instagram. He is at the Houston Rodeo. So for those who didn't know, Chris Paul is actually a cowboy as well. Um, next up, we have Jesse and Eric Decker, probably one of my most favorite couples in the world just because they're very entertaining and fun. And they are on vacation in Cabo, and this is the two of them doing some handstands. And then next up, uh, Drew Barrymore, who we've all loved since the E.T. days, and she just gets just better and better and better and better. And here she is kissing a rainbow trout. So she's not afraid to go fishing and get close and put her hands on those fish. Uh, but she did say in her post, don't worry, she let the fish go and said for it to have the best life. Uh, this one, Tanya Rad, love her video. Guys, listen to the Ryan Seacrest show in the morning um, on Kiss FM. Well, she got to do her first hosting of E Daily Pop this week, so we we're so happy for her. And also, just made me so proud that she did it with a nice cold one sitting right in front of her, which is a total Tom Girl <laughs> thing to do. So I love that she embraced a new gig with a nice cold beer. And last but not least, Kit Hoover, one of my absolute favorites. This was her dealing with all the rain that we've had in LA this week. She finally gave in and succumbed to it, and her and her boys had an indoor dunk contest. So there's actually a video of her on her Instagram of her driving this dunk home. So another great Tom Girl moment of the week. All right. Okay, back to you. Fun photos. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were really fun to kind of, you know, with the rain, I guess we had a little more time to go through and look at different Instagram posts. I love the one with Tanya and the beer. So next time when I come, please, can I have wine? Uh, Yes, you got it. Yeah. I will write that down. For sure, I need to do that. I'm glad now you'll have to come back. Well, let's talk about um, uh, where people can, where can people watch your um, your films at, commercials so, and things. So we have a website, um, it's moviewireproductions.com, and some of our stuff are in there, and we are more than happy if, if more people watch our content. Um, we also have a website for our documentary series called bpunderground.com, and the first episode about hardcore punk. Hmm. which is another masculine subculture, is available. Uh, the second episode about hip-hop is still running in movie theaters and in festivals, so it's it's not online yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Field Guide to Evil is going to be out in movie theaters and out in so many other platforms in the United States from the end of March. Swoon, the Swedish uh, uh, film, is I'm sure it's going to be sooner or later in 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 the American market, but not yet because mm-hmm. it just it was just released in Europe. Um, yeah, I think for now, pretty much that's 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 what we have. I mean, we have some other TV series and some other things, but um, yeah, I don't I I'm not sure if they are up on the websites. Mm-hmm. Any other projects you may not be able to talk about? Any other things like in the works or things that you're excited about? <laughs> if you're going to promise me, JJ, that you're going to cross your fingers. Then Got him. So I might, I might be involved in a, in a Netflix TV series, um, which is um, based on a Second World War story, a true story. And this is, it's again, like we, I was mentioning causes that 
causes are very important for me. Mm-hmm. So this would be not just another job, not just another project, but definitely something very important for my heart, talking mm-hmm. about the Second World War and Central Europe and whatever happened. That's something that I would love to do. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll keep them crossed for you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, you were such a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time to come on here so, so much. And um, I just hope, I can't wait to watch what you do next and all the great things that you'll will be coming out. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me, for mm-hmm. having me. And I'm, I hope I can be back and I can tell you some more good news about me and update you. Yeah, you're welcome to come back anytime you want, and I promise wine. <laughs> Thanks. We are also on Instagram if someone Sorry. wants to follow us. Uh, also, Movie Bar Productions and BP Underground, the documentary series about subcultures. That's Budapest Underground on the Instagram. And everyone is more than happy to follow us. Okay, there you go, or guys. to reach out if someone <laughs> wants, you know, um, any advice from Europe or from a European filmmaker who is located here, you can reach out to me. And I'm here in L.A. available. Mm-hmm. I can help, especially indie filmmakers or female filmmakers. Since you just mentioned that, are there any, like, um, any like, quick bits of advice that you would give people? Um... I just think that literally everything is possible. Don't take any advice from anyone, but trust yourself and just, you know, focus on that and it's going to happen. Hard work, focus, strength, and it can be true. Okay, there you have it. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us again here this week. Everybody have a happy International Women's Day on Friday, and we'll see you here again next Tuesday. Have a great weekend, rest of your week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.